I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. Remember the Game is brought to you by my website, abcomedy.net. As you may or may not know, I'm a comedian by night, and as much as I love talking about old video games, uh, telling jokes is how I actually pay my bills. So please check out my website. Uh, In addition to old episodes of this podcast, you'll find my blog, videos of my stand-up, all of my upcoming shows, and my contact information. If you need a comedian for your next fundraiser, corporate event, house party, whatever you got going on, uh, hit me up. Again, it's abcomedy.net. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe to it. Please leave us a good review. Uh, And most importantly, please tell a friend. I'd really appreciate it. There'll be a new episode every single Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for the support. I hope you enjoy the show. Chris Redfield. Jill Valentine. Barry Burton. Rebecca Chambers. Albert Wesker. Resident Evil. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game, my retro gaming podcast, where every week a buddy of mine and I, we sit down and we geek out about a game from back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening. This week, episode 36, my buddy Tyler is back, and we are going to wade into the horror pool, the horror pool, not the horror pool, the H-O-R-R-O-R for you kids out there, uh, and look back at one of the most influential and iconic survival horror games of all time, the original Resident Evil on the PlayStation 1. Uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I, I didn't play this one a lot growing up because um, I'm a pussy and I don't like scary things. I, I didn't really get into Resident Evil until uh, Resident Evil 4, which is one we're going to do on here at a later date because that game is a masterpiece. But I have gone back and played this one. I've never finished it. Um, 
it's awesome. You know, we'll get, I'll get more into it with Tyler in a couple of minutes here, but uh, I mean, it's fucking Resident Evil, right? This is the one that launched a huge franchise with movies and tons and tons of games, right? There's not just the core, well, I guess eight if you count Resident Evil Zero. Uh, it's not just the core Resident Evil games. There's tons of spinoffs and shoot. Just all, it's Resident Evil. It's fucking huge. You, if you're listening to this podcast, you've heard of Resident Evil. Uh, I'll get my plugs out of the way quick. We have a website. If you've never been there, if this is your first time checking out the podcast, thank you for coming in. Uh, we have a website, rememberthegamepodcast.com. You'll find uh, all of our old episodes there, links to finding it on most major services. There's blogs. It's fun. So you should check it out. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at memberthegame just like remember the game but without the re at the front uh we follow everybody back i post uh, all the upcoming stuff there check us out that's cool and uh, that'd be nice if you saw us there uh and most importantly you guys if you're enjoying the podcast please leave us a review and please tell a friend i know i already mentioned it off the top but we're getting so close to the thousand downloads a month mark we're like we're in the mid 900s right now and uh i i'm very humbled and appreciative but i really want to get over that thousand downloads uh in a month mark so Thank you guys, and if you just if you enjoying the show, just tell one nerd friend of yours, one fellow geek. We're all geeks. We can all be in this together, and uh, let's bump it over the thousand download mark. That would be rad. Uh, that's it. That's all my plugs. We'll talk Resident Evil now. Um, like I said, I haven't. Uh, I didn't play this one growing up. You know, I did have a PS One. I primarily spent my PS One days with RPGs and sports games like Tony Hawk and and baseball and hockey and stuff. But uh, I have played Resident Evil. Um, I think there's a pretty solid argument that the original Resident Evil doesn't hold up today to try to fire it up. But I think if you have that nostalgia for it, you can still enjoy it. You know, I'd love to see a kid uh, like my nephew Ben or somebody that's never played it fired up and try playing it today because he would fucking laugh because it's campy, right? Like it, 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 like it. I don't remember it coming across as campy back in the day as I do now. Um, but I love that. I almost think that adds another layer to it, you know? Like, you guys know when you go to see a horror movie and there's, like, the legitimate, just, like, serious, scary fucking horror movies? But then there's the cheesy, fucking campy horror movies that are almost... I'm saying campy a lot. Uh, but those cheesy movies are almost better than the fucking legitimate ones, right? And that's what this original Resident Evil was. Whether it was intentional or not, I don't know. I don't think it was. Uh but it's awesome, you know, like just by watching clips of it, getting ready for this and editing and trying to find some clips to put into the podcast and stuff. And, uh, I fucking love, I wouldn't be the same without all the cheesiness, you know? Um, like I said, four was my first one. I've never played, uh, I've played very little of two and three. Uh, I would like to go back to them. Uh, zero, one and four come into the switch right away. I'm hoping two follows cause they just released a remake. This franchise has just got legs. Hey, it keeps coming up. And I mean, they kind of lost their way a little bit with, I mean, five was fun, but it wasn't really a horror ish game. And then six, I hated, uh, apparently seven is really good. I haven't played it. Um, Capcom comes up with these incredible franchises and then just kind of takes their eye off the prize, you know, like this, I mean, Resident Evil, you could argue they really lost their way with and, and fucking Mega Man, don't even get me started. Um, but I'm glad to see that apparently Seven's been getting good reviews. I'm glad that people like it and uh, hopefully they get back on track with these games because this really is an iconic franchise, you know, when you think of horror video games, Resident Evil has to be at the top of the list, right? I mean, personally, scariest game I ever played was Outlast. But uh, I couldn't even, I fucking got about two hours in Outlast. I was like, I can't do this anymore. But I digress. Scary games, they're cheesy, they're awesome. Uh, I'm excited for this one. I'm not going to waste a ton of time in the intro. I'm just going to get to the chat with Tyler here. Uh, just quickly, as far as what I have been playing over the last seven days, 
I'm still grinding through Octopath Traveler on the Switch. Uh, throwback to RPG. It's pretty fun. I'm about 45, 50 hours in. I am kind of starting to fizzle out on it a little bit, but I'm, I think I'm going to push through and try to finish it. Uh, I'm still playing a ton of Tetris 99 because Tetris is the fucking best, and that game is awesome. And uh, I've actually gone, for my retro fix, uh, I've gone back to playing The Lost Vikings on the Super Nintendo. That's one I want to do an episode on this about eventually as well. It's a puzzle game. It's uh, it's fucking beautiful. It's charming. It's it's if you've never played it, uh, it's not worth spending a ton of money to go find now. I don't think I don't think it's available on any virtual consoles or anything. It's it's a ROM thing, uh, but it, it's fun. It's cool. I just I don't know. I always have to have a retro game on the go, you know. And uh, I'm trying to avoid just replaying the same retro games all the time because I have some like the three Donkey Kong Country games. I've been just eyeing them up and being like, fuck, I want to play those again. Super Mario World is my comfort food. I want to play that all the time. I'm trying really hard to force myself uh, to at least try something that I haven't played in a long time or something that I haven't played before. Uh, I just to me, retro video games are a lot like like old cartoons or like the old Simpsons episodes or or movies and stuff. I just instead of trying new stuff, I just stick to my my things I know that I like. You know what I mean? Because um, I'm a close minded old man. So, uh, all right, that's enough rambling for me. That's what six minutes of my garbage. That's more than enough. Uh, you guys, we are going to get to the podcast this week. Like I said, my pal Tyler is back. Uh, he's a huge Resident Evil fan. I had a lot of fun. I kind of learned a little bit in this episode too. Like I said, Resident Evil is not my forte. Um, uh, one of the things I'm trying to get out of with this episode, like I want to know the games I'm talking about every week and I will know the games I'm talking about on the podcast every week, but I didn't play everything. And I know there's some popular games that I didn't play that other people did that you guys want to talk about. And I'm doing my absolute best to catch up and learn about them and be able to do podcasts about them. And this is one of those ones. I, I came into this not knowing a ton. I did some homework. I had a great conversation with Tyler. I learned a lot and uh, I had a lot of fun with this one. I think you guys are going to enjoy it very much. So with that said, cue the creepy fucking music. And uh, kick back, relax, and join Tyler and I as we visit that creepy old mansion and remember the game that is Resident Evil for the PlayStation 1. Check it out, guys. Here we go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody. Your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing didn't ruin your day but the point is we all need relationships and unfortunately they're not always easy they take work my substantially better half and i have put more work into our relationship than just about anything i've ever touched and that's how she's been able to stand me for so long it's give and take and therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame.
My buddy, first of all, Tyler, welcome back to the show. How are you, my friend? Doing well. Thank you for braving the cold weather oh, coming yeah. in to tell jokes with me. Or you're not telling jokes with me. Yeah, I might be. I am a joke. Good start. Good start <laughs> to this fucking podcast, Adam. That's fucking... I just said it. So I was just explaining to Tyler how tired. And that's a great fucking start. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, so this week, we're going to go back to the PlayStation 1. Anyone listening mm-hmm. to this already knows because I explained it in the intro. Uh, but for the sake of continuity, I'll explain it again. We are talking Resident Evil. The very first Resident Evil. This was... This is... What is it called? Patient Zero? Is that what it's called? The first mm-hmm. zombie? Oh, the first zombie? Yeah, yeah, that's in, like, other things. Right, but isn't that what this technically is for the Resident Evil games? It's like, patient. Sure, sure. 45 seconds of the worst <laughs> intro of all time. This is the first one, though. They had a, yeah, they had a prequel later. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is... With Rebecca Chambers and I think they they were called Squad Alpha or whatever. Resident, God Stars. Resident they, Evil Zero. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like the first group that went in and then Jill squad comes in after to be like, what happened to these fuck faces? I played Resident Evil Zero for like 20 minutes. I never even got off the train. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like this. Not for me. Not for me. This isn't good. But Resident Evil is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never owned this one. Did you own it growing up? I never owned it. I did, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, you, was... seem, you seem like a Resident Evil kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need that compliment early. But yeah, you seem like a Resident Evil kid. Yeah, I think it was the second game I had for the PlayStation. I had uh, Final Fantasy VII was what caused me to be like, oh, I need that. Of I course. need a PlayStation. That's That looks amazing. Of course. And then Resident Evil was like, uh, my older cousin had it. So I was like, oh, that game was awesome. I want that too. And how old? how old are you at this point? Right now? No, no. With Resident, with when you got Resident Evil, like I how think old? I was in grade six, grade seven, right so around there. And it wasn't too scary. Oh, it was absolutely diabolical. I okay. would shit my pants every night playing it. Okay. All my right. buddy Sean Turnstrom would come over and we'd try to play it and just be terrified. Yeah, it's fucking man. I'll tell you, it. Uh, <laughs> I did a lot of homework for this one because I haven't played this game in forever. Like we were talking about coming upstairs, the remake. Yeah. I've played the remake more recently than I played the original one. Right, right. Uh, but even looking at clips, I'm like, to this day, it's a fucking creepy game, man. Well, it's the way they set it up with, so not a lot of music, mm-hmm. you know, and music is one of those identifiers usually in a game. You'll be playing, you'll be like, oh, the music changed. Yeah. Some, something's about to happen, right? Yeah. So then you're on your toes, but this, you'd be like running and the way the camera angles would change, you'd be, camera angle change, you'd be like, oh, that's a creepy camera Dude, angle. the fucking, that's one of the first notes I made about this game is those, it's, uh, is it the term I think is a fixed camera. Yeah. But yeah, where it, like literally like you can run three seconds and then the fucking it's like it's like a camera completely flips around the other way and you could have been running right toward a zombie or something and you don't know till the camera fucking flips yeah, and yeah. it makes it so tense oh like, yeah and and what i would find is you'd run by something like you'd run and the camera the fixed camera would change so you'd run by an area you'd be like oh that's a creepy camera but nothing would happen right so then later after you've done some puzzles and you come back you have to go back to that area the camera flips again, and then like a fucking giant alligator comes through the. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It, like it's, I don't know. It, it's there's like a mix because it is, it is, uh, it is scary to this day. At mm. the same time, I think that if you never played it before and you didn't grow up in this era, you would look at it and laugh, right? Because the graphics are not by today's standards. It looks pretty hokey. Yeah, even the reskin, like the updated one. I it looks. So, have you seen the new Resident Evil Two? Yeah, yeah. It you know the the reskin looks great, but. Some parts of it is glitchy. Yeah, but it's still, like, I mean, like, to me, like, the so, uh, this is a Resident Evil podcast, and we'll try not to get too off topic, but, like, the scariest video game I ever played, and it's not even close, is Outlast. Okay. Uh, did you play Outlast? No. Fucking horror. Horror. Like, I, to the point where I couldn't play it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I turned it off. I was like, this is too much. It's, uh, it, it was from, it's from this gen, 
and uh, or maybe last gen it's on this gen i think and basically you're at like the first one at least you're in like an old like fucking mental asylum you have no weapons you have no way to defend yourself at all and the whole can the whole game is like through your like the your view uh with like a camera it's like your view and then, oh, yeah. and then when it I goes dark see. you can pick up your camera and have yeah. like night vision yeah yeah horrifying like it's too much uh, but but I, I got the same vibes from Resident Evil. It just yeah. it just doesn't have the the technical capabilities to scare me like this now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Today it's less scary. Resident Evil. It's less scary and more just tense, like playing it. Well, and even the new ones, like the new ones, I find aren't even tense. You just you're so outfitted to, for fighting right. the zombie, so it's just more about like an action game at that point, like, right? You know, a fixed camera action game. Whereas the original, I'd say like the original three. Yeah, were horror games where it was like, oh, okay, this is horror puzzle games. Right? Yeah, yeah. The shooting was just kind of secondary to those elements. It was Marvel Survival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's funny because like I did make a note of like Resident Evil Four is my favorite Resident Evil by a mo- like not even it's not even my favorite Resident Evil. It's like so that's with Leon again, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like in my top five probably favorite games ever. Yeah. Like I adore that game, but it is a lot different than the original Resident Evils. So and um, I, I liked. I liked four. I liked five, but I think three and one were my favorite. Sure, yeah, they were definitely nailed. The like, well, they were all like, well, five wasn't even that scary most of the time. At five all. was just a good action game. Yeah, yeah but yeah. four had its moments where it was scary. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like the original ones, like it's funny because like you talk about the fucking cameras and you talk about the like the tank controls, which we can get into in a second. The controls, I find them borderline unusable today. Oh yeah, like I'm and s- and this is in an early you know iteration of that style of game, so the controls are super clunky. Yeah, they are. You know, sometimes the camera angle will change, and you'd be pushing, you know, moving your character forward, and when the camera angle changed, your character would then be moving backward on you. Yeah, yeah. So that would be really frustrating, but but in a in a I and I would honestly like to know if this was their like. I wonder if those tank designs were just the the best control scheme they thought they could come up with at the time. Or if they designed it kind of like that on purpose, because it does add to the the that intensity make, of the game, makes it frantic, right? Sure. Yeah, because yeah. you like you do know that like if a zombie gets to jump on you with these fucking controls, you're not gonna have an easy time fighting it off, you know? Well, yeah, especially you know you gotta stop and you gotta lift and aim your gun. Yeah, you can't yeah. just like run and gun and spray spray down a room. Like you actually That's have to it. physically stop and aim. So that that made it difficult. Yeah. I could see that being totally on purpose. Like intentional, right? Because yeah. like cause the zombies are like like they are like I know some of the other animal like animals. Fuck. They the are dogs. Animals. Yeah. Some of the other fucking uh, enemies or whatever you want to call in that game yeah. are are different but like the zombies themselves like the human zombies are classic slow moving mm-hmm. zombies and if you had regular controls it would have been too easy yeah, like you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. you could have hopped around them and just picked them off so and then you know later i went back and played the first one right and you know when i first was playing it i was terrified and i'd use all my ammo and you know yeah would be out of bullets right right At, later when i went back and played it then it was it, it was easy at that point because I'd like use the knife and slice slice and sure. then pull out the pistol and headshot him sure. to conserve ammo like that. It became easier, right? You know. But to me, like that's one of these things. Like, and that's one of the th- like to me that's one of the true genius things about this game is like it's like one on one against a single slow moving zombie. If you're one of these fucking like stars tactician whatever like it should be easy yeah. you should be able to with a knife fucking just waste a zombie and walk away right oh easily it's just a matter of getting the feeling for it and then yeah. i love that i love and four did this to an extent but the first like i love the limited ammo 
Oh, and like, in the first one, I, f- I really felt it. In the third one, second one, less. I found like, sure. like had an abundance by the end of the second and third one, and I don't know if that's just my play style was pretty conservative. Right. But uh, the first one, I definitely often was out of bullets and just frustrated. And Yeah, and that's the thing is like I, I totally get how it would frustrate someone, but at the same time, it's like much like the tank controls. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it adds so much to that mm-hmm. game, you know? Mm-hmm. It... it <laughs> It's such a weird thing to be like, is the game, is the game poorly designed because of stuff like this, or is the game designed like this intentionally to add to the 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 fear of it? You know what yeah. I mean? Because say what you will about it, and I think that someone that had never played it that tried playing it today would find it borderline unplayable. Like they would be like, this is fucking stupid. I don't know. I think the remake had a, a positive review the remake yeah but the, i mean the original the like original, original. I, I think yeah just graphically it w- wouldn't be scary and it's not you you'd laugh at it you yeah, know but yeah. like in its day like this is a pioneer game man oh i had to turn it off lots of the times i'd be playing it it'd be dark yeah. all of a sudden you know the uh the tyrant would jump through a wall or something and i would just be like oh done yeah yeah I'm just done. too much done. right <laughs> and like and i don't know about you but like i i had never seen anything like this yeah. you know for like horror in a game yeah, I mean, granted, prior to about what the PlayStation could do on a console, horror wasn't an easy thing to do. Like, no. I don't know if you could have made a scary Super Nintendo game. No, probably not. Especially like limited color, limited sounds. You're just super limited there. But yeah, it never would have worked prior to even like. I mean, I know that Resident Evil Two made it way onto the Nintendo 64, and, and the 64 was capable of doing these types of games. I felt the controls were clanky on that though. Like I, they I, were. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of how the the 64's controller was so unique and shitty yeah uh, <laughs> whereas like the playstation like the controller was per like they can like that controller's so perfect yeah and uh well especially when they had the dual joysticks as soon as that was the game big yeah yeah evolution when they it. added the analogs yeah. yeah but even just like to play it with like the like the the videos and stuff like that like it was it really felt like playing a movie you know what i mean like it was like this is like the yeah. first horror movie video game well and like like at the time I've, you know, being young, didn't really notice going back and playing it. Oh, the voice acting is terrible. Like it's the, brutal. It, in the first, Barry, you're hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Here, Jill, a lockpick because you're the master of locks. <laughs> <laughs> it's but that's another one. It's again, though, like it's, it's and I, I, I'll never know, but I'm like, I want to chalk it up to the same as the controls. Like, was it intentional to make it like a bad horror movie? Uh, or was it just we're new to voice acting? We don't know what we're doing. I think I think that wasn't intentional. I think that was something that Capcom and uh, Capcom did Resident Evil, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Capcom and like SquareSoft and those Japanese companies, like the 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 dub and yeah. the you know translation to English, they just didn't have the like that industry wasn't super developed that, yet. That's true because I mean you play like Mega Man Eight on the PlayStation and it's the same thing. The voice acting is like cringe. Like what is this? Yeah, it's just bad. They didn't get really good translations, and then they didn't have someone being like, "Oh, that's clanky in English. Like it should be said more like right. this." So I yeah. think they just were missing missing that element at that point, and it got better. It did, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, because like when I think of the PlayStation, like, and you talk about voice acting, I think of like a Metal Gear Solid where the yeah. voice acting is fucking perfect. Uh, but I almost feel like in Resident Evil, it adds to it. it oh, like, absolutely. There's nothing better than like campy horror movies. You know what yeah, I mean? And that's yeah. what this is, except it's it's really good too in the same way. <laughs> it's, dude, I'll tell you, like I tried to, I, I couldn't figure out how to word this properly and I tried writing it down, but like Resident Evil is, it, I think that it deserves a lot of credit for being as scary uh, as it, at least it was at the time, despite all of these bad parts of it. 
Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it created an element of fear for sure. Yeah, it really know? they did a great job. And like and this was something brand new. Like they pioneered this. Like Oh yeah. Like they are the original horror, you know, not survival, but horror adventure game. Yeah. Because I I mean the only other one I thought of was uh like cause I, I think of Silent Hill before I think of Resident Evil. I think Resident Evil came out first. But though. I think Resident Evil was first. Because like yeah. I played Silent Hill more as a kid than I did Resident Evil. Are they the same company? I don't think so. Uh, Someone listening similar to this mechanic, is yelling, yeah. yeah. But they're idiots. both like those slow moving horror games, you know what I mean? Like and in different ways, but yeah. they're both scary. Yeah. Uh but I think Resident Evil did more for the genre than oh, Silent absolutely. Hill did, you know? Because everybody played Resident Evil. One or two or three. Those sure. first three, everybody played those. Yeah, yeah. At some point, some you know, everyone played them. I don't yeah. think everyone played Silent Hill. It was a little bit like less known. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't really know how they got away from what made them so good. Because like you said, the first three are all in that same like genre, right? Yeah. Four is a, is a pretty drastic shift, but at the same time, four is still a fantastic fucking game. Oh, lots of people say it's the best one. Yeah, they yeah, myself included. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then it's like by five, they just stopped. And it's I'm, I'm curious, like did they do it on purpose? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Well, and they still are following the... Because their whole story was well-crafted before even, like... I don't know if it was crafted before one came out, but, like, the Progenitin virus, where the mm-hmm. plants came from in Africa, that's kind of what, in 5, they're kind of yeah. investigating. Yeah. where And that's where they synthesized the T-virus and the G-virus from these, you know, plants and everything. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know if they were getting away from it or if it was just, like... But it wasn't scary. That You know, 5 with the big guy with the no. axe and stuff, I was no. like, eh... I was just a, I got a machine gun. I got 700 rounds. This guy's right. going down. It was just a fun action game. <laughs> yeah. But but these first ones, man. It's it's cool like to me the PlayStation 1's legacy cuz I don't feel like it's held up really well. No. Much like the 64. Right. But to me like the PlayStation 1's legacy is it was really the first console to 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 make video games like movies. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And like like Metal Gear Solid was an action movie that you played. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Resident Evil was a straight up horror movie that you played. There were some old arcade games that were like that, like a style where um I forget what it not Dragon Quest, but it was I forget what it's called. I have like a real clear image of it, but you'd like make a decision and then it would play like a quick time video. Oh, uh, okay. And there was games like that, but not where you were the character yeah. moving in this 3D environment and having cutscenes to enhance, yeah. you know, to create this yeah. story. Right? It was a movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's one of the other things you, you just mentioned too was the characters. Like, I thought it was really cool that you could pick between two characters. Yeah. That was still kind of a novel thing, you know pick, what I mean? Pick between two characters and have two different outcomes and yeah. two different, very different uh, adventures. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, in, in, in a, you know, I mean, like, I guess there were people our age when Resident Evil came out. It's a stupid thing to say. Yeah. But like, when we were that like when resident evil came out and you were like you know fucking 12 or 13 or 14 or whatever you have a ton of money like if you bought a game sometimes that was your big investment right? oh, yeah. it was that game and so to basically give you two games mm-hmm. uh was really like there's a lot of polish on this it's funny to look at the graphics now and look at the voice acting and you can criticize the controls and do whatever else you want but like there's a ton of polish on this oh, game yeah. you know yeah and anytime a company does something like like putting a second completely different playthrough into their game uh, they get a big tip of the hat from me because they don't have to do that. No. Like, you literally could have released Resident Evil. With you, just Jill or Barry. Right. Or not Barry. Chris. Chris, right. Where you Barry's literally only the, play as one. Yeah. Uh, and people would have been like, yeah, that was fucking great. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. that's fucking rad. You know, that, you know what that, like, to me, 
that is Capcom being like, we want this to be a franchise. Yeah. So we need to, people need to love this game, you well, know? And even in the follow-up, then you had your, you know, your time trials that you could do. You could, there was a secret unlockable character. So it just like continued to evolve. Mm-hmm. That kind of thinking that they had in the first one continues to evolve and just gets better and better. Yeah, right? it totally does. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing I fucking love, and I think a lot of people hate it, but another thing I love about this game is the doors. Like whenever you go into a new room, I like I, I have to assume that they needed a loading screen there. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't I don't think they did that voluntarily. They needed a loading screen, but it almost adds to the. Well, it doesn't almost. It totally adds to the tension of the fucking game too, right? Yeah, exactly. I I would get sick of it. It's the same as like skinning an animal in Red Dead. I'm just right. like the first few times, I'm like, oh man, that looks so good. That's right. so awesome. And then by the end of the game I'm like all right i'm over this cooking in breath of the wild it's <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. like the biggest black eye on that game and but, yeah like but at first it's it's like oh that's such a cool nuance yeah, right? totally, like those yeah. things those elements do enhance it just you know after i don't know how many hours it takes you to beat it but yeah after about 10 hours of oh, and then going through yeah all right Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer, you're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast, and then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes, you drop your phone on the delete key, your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is, hey, lightning strikes the transmitter, doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating, which is why you need backup, literally, in the form of Crash Plan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals, all for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com slash RTG. Crash Plan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click-clacking away, Crash Plan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes, they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around, and they do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's that's pretty sweet and not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work they can back up unlimited versions of your work so it's like a rewind button realize you screwed something up an hour ago just rewind an hour go find an old version of it and you're just like that you're done you're back to the races it's awesome time is money don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. But it does, especially when you're like, I don't know, man. I, I never, like, I never finished the original Resident Evil. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, did you play, have you played through it multiple times? Uh, no, I played it through it once as Jill. Okay. Because I would assume that after you've played through it. The master uh, of lockpicking. The master of lockpicking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would try to find that clip and put it in, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after you've played through it, I'm sure that the tension borderline completely disappears because you know what's around the corner, you know what's coming up. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I think sometimes, like uh, especially when something comes through the wall, or you know, if you forgot about it, like I think some of the tension is still there. Some of the jump moments are still there, even if you know they're coming. Like you look at, uh, I think it was two where the tyrant would always jump through the fucking walls. We was chasing down Leon, right. I'd still jump. If I played that today, I'd jump. You jump? Oh, yeah. fuck! 
it's uh, damn. like but there's just nothing like that first time right yeah you know and like and to me that's where those doors as annoying as they are it's fucking when you're like fuck i have two bullets left yeah what's in i this don't room? have an ink ribbon which we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, so yeah. you're like, I if I die right now, I'm completely fucked. And then you open a door and you're like, God, please, just like, just let there be a fucking ribbon and nothing. And a dog just chases. And you open yeah. the door and just, oh, fuck. So to, <laughs> to its credit, whether it was intentional or not, the doors the doors do a job. Yeah. And they do it well. Yeah. It just, like you said, it gets old after a little while. Yeah. That's all I mean. Uh, the ribbons. Do you like that idea? Do you like that concept? I think it was an original concept. I think not having like this glowing ember that you save on you know like in the final fantasy this glowing spot oh that's where i save obviously yeah. like trying to work it in so that it's like a uh, and you know that there's probably a boss right behind it yeah they're just like oh this is a yeah yeah like in a final fantasy game what is it like uh the, the force field around this will protect you from enemies or something yeah. like that and you can save and heal and use it okay something bad's happening right yeah in yeah. this it would be like oh there's like and it, they didn't necessarily stand out like in a lot of games like in most games you know um interactable objects kind of stand out from the background especially mm -hmm. like if the background's like a pre-rendered and then you know yeah the object actually has some animation to it right um you could walk right by an ink ribbon like in a heartbeat oh yeah and the typewriter i just, I, I thought it was a clever way to have a save point you know i do too uh i do think that like like growing up i never really had to share my playstation it was mine my brother never really touched it right um this game screams one of those games where you'd want to have two or three save files because then you could burn a ribbon and then if you found it you didn't need it you could go back to your other file you know what i mean like yeah because yeah, dude sure. like to fucking log an hour or two and beat something really hard and then not be able to save it's like it's it's almost dark souls-esque like the fucking intensity that creeps up where you're like god please let me get somewhere where i can save before i have to do all that again yeah yeah and i mean and Especially like as a young guy, I just ripped through the ammo. So sometimes I'd, you know, do something and save a bunch of files and then be like, oh, I've got to do a part where I need yeah. to be way back there where I had a bunch of bullets and I need to save those bullets, yeah. not knowing what was up ahead. So yeah. I'd have two or three for sure. And that's the way to do it, right? Yeah, totally. It's, I don't know, man. See, that's one of those, it, it's one of those interesting things where like the old gamer in me is like, that's the way games are meant to be played. It should be hard and you should have to replay things. <laughs> But the like the kid the guy that's been coddled by current games over the last ten or fifteen years is like fuck off if I die I'm not playing two hours over <laughs> again like you know what I mean like that's yeah. enough to make me rage quit a game for good like fuck you I don't because like I don't I, I I never played six and I haven't played seven yeah I haven't played past five me neither so I don't know if that was still how it was I can't remember if that's how it was in five I know in four you still had typewriters and stuff that's where you saved was that kind of stuff. I don't think it was typewriters in five. It was something else. Like it's, it was like a trademark of the, it was very dark souls. Like I just realized that as I was saying it, I was like, that's very dark souls where you've played a while and you're like, God, please let me be able to save up here. Fucking yeah, please. Yeah. Well, especially when your mom's yelling at you, turn yeah. the fucking PlayStation off. I got to find a save point. Yeah. <laughs> I like, just did three puzzles and killed this giant fucking snake. I'm not yeah. coming upstairs. <laughs> I'm not, it's, I, I'm, I don't know, man. It's like those, save points are irritating but i like them but when not only are there just limited save points but you only get to use them so many times yeah i i it's easy to say now in hindsight i almost wonder if that should have been like an option to that turn that turn off. on and off yeah but at I, the same that time that would make it way harder if you like could turn off needing the ribbon for saving yeah like so 
Like if you, if you, if you could just go to any typewriter and save it. Yeah, make it way it. easier, but not harder. But. Yeah, but but that takes away from the tension of the game. Yeah, you know? I, I like the idea of having, you know, having to choose when you save. And that was another original idea. Like mm-hmm. before you just, you found a save point, you saved. It's fucking wild, hey? Like Capcom, people shit on Capcom sometimes now for what they're doing with their with their IP and what they're doing with some of their franchises and stuff. Deservedly so, yeah. I think. But uh, they deserve a ton of fucking credit. Like Resident Evil is... If you made a list of like the twenty most influential games of all time, it has to be on there. Yeah, right. Oh, easily, fucking that genre defining, like genre creating. Right? Yeah. So as soon as yeah. you, as soon as you have that, you know, launched games, launched movies. Yeah. Fucking not all good games no. or movies, but Wait, uh, well, you, you didn't like the Resident Evil movie. I liked Mila. the first one. <laughs> I liked the first movie. Yeah. I mean, They're, it wasn't perfect, but I had a good time. Again, started out as a horror movie and then became just a freaking action, action franchise. Action <laughs> but that scene where they're in the hallway with the laser grids, yeah, I yeah. fucking love that scene. That I mean, should have been in the game. That should have. Oh, fuck. Can you imagine that on the PS1? Yeah. Would have been what impossible. are you going to do, Jill? Aim at the laser and have your head cut off. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. Would have fucking impossible. <laughs> I have no idea. What? You're dead. Oh. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> fucking great games. Yeah. So what happens at the end? Do they like, they just like, they fly away. They fly away. Yeah. Like, Jill, uh, I think Barry's there, and Rebecca gets rescued, and uh, Chris. And oh, spoilers. Away. Yeah. By the way, if you didn't beat it, <laughs> they fly away, and then the next game and uh, Resident Evil 3, I think, take place kind of at the same time. Right. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. They get away. It's a happy ending. Happy ending. And then Jill and the rest of the team gets hunted by the nemesis. <laughs> oh, fuck. That guy. Stars. He's an ugly man. Yeah. But he's cool. That. He's got a biker Dude, he's outfit on. Rad. He's, he's, a, he's rad. a biker. He's a badass biker zombie crazy he, beast. He's fucking rad. And yeah. shit on those movies all you want. He looked pretty rad in the movie. Too. So who did you like better? The oh, What was the scientist in two? William... Oh, I can't remember. William, I I only ever William saw Birkin one or something or Baker. I can't remember what his name was. It was like a William B name, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he took the G virus. Then I think the tyrant and the nemesis were the t virus or they were the g virus as well but of the three because those are the three like you know big you know lumbering boss that chases you down which did you find the scariest nemesis yeah yeah i think he had the most scenes where he would bust through fucking horrifying fucking horrifying what about you Uh, i like the silent like so the the tyrant had that the like mask on with no eye sockets and everything like that i thought that was terrifying because it was like i'm fighting all these fucking zombies and then there's a seven foot yeah. giant coming out yeah me. yeah yeah what the fuck is his deal fucking scary game. man like scary game mm-hmm. even today like I, I i i'm sure i could turn it on now and what would scare me more than the scares is the fucking controls <laughs> but uh <laughs> and being like i see a zombie and i can't figure out how to kill him yeah but well, especially uh, with how fluent controls have become right oh fucking ridiculous. so then having to be like oh, i'm aiming yeah, yeah badly like you right can't in, tell but he's trying to yeah, aim up and down yeah moving my you know and like for each shot you miss you're like oh, i fucking needed that bullet like, yeah. uh, well and it was an analog joysticks at that point so with yeah. resident evil one you were moving on a d-pad so yeah like to aim was shitty it wasn't like uh, and the sensitivity of my thumb and oh perfect line it was like up a little oh fuck that moved way too much yeah yeah oh no oh no oh no what a fucking what a great game they sure like boy i I think they like Capcom deserves as much credit for what they did with this game as Nintendo does for what they've done for platforming. Oh yeah. Like for Absolutely. the horror genre, this Absolutely. is the Mario Brothers of the horror genre. Yeah. 
I never I really say, thought about it just till we got talking about this. I'm like, wow, what a fucking landmark video game. Is there a Resident Evil character in Smash Bros? No. There should be. Yeah, there's there should one be. in Capcom versus Marvel. There's a, Jill is in it, and I think Chris, but I, I want I want and Wesker. Oh, they were probably in PlayStation All Stars. Ah, oh, sweet. That shitty game. What? I never played it. Me neither. It just looked like a cheap, shitty game. Give us Nemesis in Smash Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Little kids <laughs> fucking losing their minds. PK Thunder. Nemesis. <laughs> Tyler, on a scale of one to ten, and this is a hard thing to do for these types of games because I feel like no era struggles more with aging than the PS1 Nintendo 64 era. Yeah. What would you give Resident Evil? I'd, I'd give it a 9.5 just from nostalgia. I didn't go back and replay it, so I have it in my head that it was like, I'm a little kid. This game terrified me. Like, me and my buddy would be having sleepovers and like turning it off and being like, okay, well, we're done playing because we are too scared, obviously. Yeah. Uh, let's go to bed. Fuck. You know? And then lay there staring at the ceiling and be like, holy fuck, holy fuck. You know? That's a 9.5 <laughs> game. That's pretty good. Uh, you know what? Coming into this podcast, I would have given it like a 7. And uh, honestly, now, yeah, like I'll, I'll go with an eight and a half because, like, it, it yeah. I'm sure that it's pet, particularly the original version has not aged well to try to play oh, it. Today it hasn't at all. No, but uh, what they've done for gaming is just worth too much in my mind. That's just too, it's too big of title in the history of the business to right. not get its credit. that's going to do it for this week's episode. Tyler, thank you so much for coming over, talking Resident Evil with me. You guys, thank you so much for listening. I say it every week, numerous times. I can't tell you how much I appreciate all the support and the kind words. If you're enjoying the podcast, I implore you, just please tell a friend. You got, Anyone that's a gamer has other friends that are gamers. We all grew up playing these things. Just spread the gospel, you know, the, <laughs> the gospel. Spread the word. I remember the game. Really, I do appreciate it. Uh, I got some great episodes coming up with some great guests, some old, some new. I'm really looking forward to where this thing is going. Let's get that thousand download a month mark. Uh, and that's it. Uh, I've sat here and blown smoke up my own ass for the last 40 seconds. That's enough. You guys, I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'll be back next week with another episode, looking back at another classic video game. In the meantime, go play some video games. Have fun. Be safe. Take care of each other. All that good, sentimental, happy crap. And uh, it's a great way to end a Resident Evil fucking podcast. Um, don't eat each other. And I'll talk to you again in a week, okay? Cheers. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>